what got you here won't get you there that is one of the most best selling books by marshall goldsmith in fact i have gone through that book and learned a lot of nuances which will be helpful to each one of us to grow up in the corporate ladder and in fact uh, our guest today believes strongly that what got you here won't get you there he is an award winning data science leader with 8 years of experience in statistical analysis predictive models across finance customer experience and information technology he has a demonstrated history of working with businesses across multiple industries aiding them in data driven decisions leveraging a heavy dose of mathematics and applied statistics with visualization and a healthy sense of exploration he had facilitated and enabled business leaders with actionable insights by bringing data to life with a deep quantitative understanding of the domain or the business unit karthik is skilled in python or tableau and data structures and he is a strong engineering professional with a certificate program in business analytics focused in data science business analytics from indian school of business and a masters degree in analytics and visualization from international institute of information technology that is iit hyderabad and a harvard business school graduate with a profound understanding of how successful products are built harnessing the power of ai having data at the core of the business models accelerating digital transformation efforts in today's episode let's chat with karthik vadri this is the guiding voice podcast series tgv the guiding voice for a better future folks i am your host navin samala a fellow it professional on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe in every episode we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn some amazing stuff also we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact towards the end and you know you will acquire more knowledge by tuning into the guiding voice per every minute than any other podcast in this space thank you so much for joining me today and we are going to discuss a topic data science and the six sigma philosophy you know six sigma philosophy has a lot of statistical tools which will be used to perform the root cause analysis pertaining to any business problem in fact i have been breathing lean six sigma for the last 10 years and beyond when this data science domain has become popular we have always been exploring how both of them go hand in hand that's why we wanted to bring you this interesting topic which many people who are aware of lean six sigma concepts have been pondering about and we are extremely pleased to have karthik part of the guiding voice journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe karthik long awaited but finally we could make it hearty welcome to tgv Thanks, Navin, for the warm introduction, and thanks for the opportunity to be part of the Guiding Voice podcast and share my experiences with thousands of career aspirants across the globe. Like you mentioned in the beginning, it I'm a strong believer of this quote from Marshall Goldsmith: "What got you here and won't get you there." This, in my opinion, is pivotal to shaping your career. This also reiterates the fact that you can't go to the next level in your career with the same activities you have done to get to the current level. Let's take the career of a data scientist, for example. Now, every data scientist starts his or her career with coding, creating ML models, mostly in Python, R, and all those tools. And after spending two to three years building models, they will transition into a senior or lead role, which revolves around creating or defining architectures for deploying machine learning models built by fellow team. As he or she gains more experience, the natural career progression would be to 
would be more business focused and revolves around identifying use cases that add value to the business, evaluating feasibility of the defined use cases, showcasing impact in terms of dollar value, and the list goes on and on and on. If you look at the initial three phases, right, the first phase, the budding data scientist is expected to be extremely good at coding to be successful in his role. Whereas for the transition from a solution architect to an engagement lead, mastering coding, coding isn't sufficient. He or she should ha- have to develop that natural instinct of thinking from a business lens. So summarizing this, mastering coding, which enabled growth from level one to level two, isn't sufficient to grow from level two to level three. I'll kind of pause here and now we let move on to the topic for today's discussion, which I'm very close to, is the data, our data science and the Six Sigma philosophy. That's a great start. In fact, I love the analogy of how you are implementing what got you here won't get you there. And on that note, see, you have graduated from ISB and then IIIT and Harvard Business School, top-notch uh, uh, institutions that everybody aspires, right? So what are top three things that you have learned in your professional journey having uh, studied at these uh, eminent institutes? Sure. Firstly, I'm grateful to all the leaders and professors who helped me in identifying and focusing on relevant aspects in building career. And these are not your core technical skills. In the current generation, everybody is smart and everybody is technically strong. That isn't a key differentiator anymore. Here are three things I've been piggybacking on. One, the problem-solving mindset. You might be wondering, everybody or most of us are being paid to solve problems. A software engineer is expected to solve a coding problem. A people manager is expected to solve solve people problems, so on and so forth. How how can we say problem-solving is a skill? That's where the ability to solve problems in the simplest way possible is the key. The second one is the ability to think in the shoes of the other person, be it my manager, my client, stakeholder, or head of a business group. So this ability helps me solve problems for them and show impact for their business unit. Basically answering the question around what's in it for me from a stakeholder lens. The third thing, which again is more also really personal to me, is around the ability to understand concepts with intuition and connecting the dots. Again, uh, taking data science, for example. This is a multidisciplinary field and it's impossible for a human to master the entire breadth of data science. This is where intuition comes into play. Let's take, again take an analogy. I'm an avid biker and I read Royal Enfield Thunderbird. So that doesn't mean I need to know the entire mechanics of how a bike is built to be able to ride it. As long as I know how to apply brakes, change gears, etc. and have an understanding of the core components like the fuse, electric circuits, engine oil, etc. I'll be in a position to also debug what could have gone wrong in case of a breakdown. Simply put, I don't need to be a mechanic to ride a royal in to applying that analogy to data science. You don't need to have a PhD in classification algorithms to build a supervised machine learning model. As long as you know what model to use, what parameters to tweak, and how to validate the results, you're still a good data scientist. And a lot of these things are developed by intuition over the years of experience you build. And every machine learning model, right, is a, every model implementation in itself is an individual research subject. So that's where intuition plays a significant role. If you understand the concepts of machine learning and the components that form it, like your stats, probability, etc., we'll be in a position to apply the, apply the right model with the right complexity without jumping into advanced models, not knowing whether it's required or not. I simply loved the analogy of uh, riding a bike. You don't have to be a mechanic. Very good. Talking about uh, statistics and the data science, as well as the Lean Six Sigma, which one did you learn first? How did you draw the correlation? And maybe on that note, in case if you have learned statistics first and then got into Six Sigma, explain Six Sigma in layman terms. Sure. I kind of took the natural transition, started with statistics. 
and then move towards data science and then Six Sigma. So before I get details there, let me talk about Six Sigma in layman terms. Six Sigma, simply put, is a set of tools and methodologies for creating continuous process improvement. Irrespective of the industry, it can be adopted to improve the overall operation of efficiency. Six Sigma predominantly is focused on improving quality of a process through one of the five things which I'm going to talk about. One, reducing defects. Two, reduce variation in the process. Delighting the customer. Reducing the cost or reducing the cycle time. Six Sigma is nothing but a data-driven quality strategy used to improve or optimize the existing processes and achieve less than 3.4 defects per million opportunity. Let's take the famous example of the Mumbai Dabbawala, which, which was proven to be a Six Sigma process. What this means is, in a million lunchboxes delivered by the Dabbawalas, only 3.4 lunchboxes were not delivered on time. Now, this is a Six Sigma process. Even a 99% optimal process cannot be called Six Sigma because when calculating percentages, the denominator here is 100. And we are measuring it a process in, out of 100 opportunities. Whereas the six, denominator in Six Sigma is a million. So that's where Six Sigma becomes a better, better measure of process efficiency because we are not measuring it against 100 opportunities like we do in percentage calculations. Instead, we are talking about a million opportunities. One thing that strikes our mind when we talk about Six Sigma is the standard DMAIC framework, define, measure, analyze, improve, and control. Great. I think Mumbai Dabbawalas is a perfect example. In fact, uh, their performance is beyond uh, Six Sigma, and that is one of the reasons why uh, they were picked up uh, by Harvard as a case study. And in fact, uh, their leader uh, was invited to be a TED speaker as well. Yeah, it's a perfect Correct. example. And now can you talk about this data science? Again, we hear multiple versions of data science and many a times people get confused uh, with data science versus data analytics. And sometimes people also go ahead and mix business analytics with uh, data science. So what yep. is now data this, science in layman terms? Yeah, this is a very interesting question. So data science is a combination of multiple disciplines and the scope of data science has been widening. The ever-evolving Venn diagram from a three-set Venn diagram to an N-circle Venn diagram is a proof of its multidisciplinary, multidisciplinary nature. Now, the focus of data science across industries has always been on data-driven decision-making. Data-driven decision-making, as I understand, is all about trying to understand the historic behavior and be able to make better business decisions based on what happened in the past. This is all about identifying patterns in the data to help answer questions like, who are my top, next top customers? How are my sales going to be in the next quarter? Which area should I put my delivery agents to be able to serve customers better? And then another evolving field in this is text analytics or NLP, which basically is answering the same questions, looking at text data instead of numeric data. This is what I kind of, this is how I define data science as. Now let's talk about the tools that overlap data science and Six Sigma. Perfect. So Six Sigma, right, is a framework which is an analogous to the standard data science life cycle in a lot of aspects. I've touched upon the define, measure, analyze, improve, and control phase of Six Sigma. I'll kind of correlate that to the standard data science life cycle. The define phase in which the core problem is identified is largely equivalent to the problem definition phase in data science. The measure phase, which is where the interest lies in identifying the current process, is similar to what is done in the exploratory data analysis which is the most important part of the data science life cycle. And then the analyze phase, where the current process is analyzed is similar to the data cleaning and modeling phase of the data science life cycle. 
Similarly, the improve phase in which solutions are actually implemented is same as the model building or model deployment phase. It is important to note that a lot of Six Sigma projects fail at this stage, like model deployment phase of our data science lifecycle. And then lastly, the control phase for monitoring the implemented improvements and ensuring correct act actions are taken is equivalent to deployment and operationalizing phase from a data science standpoint. Additionally, I've also outlined a few fundamentals in Six Sigma that are already being employed in different terminologies in the data science life, like life cycle in my medium publication, Intuition Matters, where all the standard terms which originated from Six Sigma, your hypothesis testing, t-test, t-test, etc., and how they relate from a data science standpoint. I think that's a wonderful explanation. And now let's talk about how this data scientists can leverage Lean Six Sigma, or you can put it the other way around, how Six Sigma can help uh, a data scientists in terms of making better decisions for the organization or for the uh, businesses. Sure. So the past decade saw the rise of data science. However, over the last couple of years, we have been noticing a lot of research around data science use cases not being successful in delivering business value. I think there was a recent report by Gartner or one of the top research companies that 85% of data science use cases have proven to be failed. That is where Six Sigma comes handy. So Six Sigma is a process-oriented philosophy that holds answers to a lot of questions about why data science use cases aren't successful. It enables data scientists in identifying the right problems to solve and answer the right questions. In other words, Six Sigma is more reactive whereas data science is proactive. Perfect. I think this is a great conversation so far, Karthik. And now, do you think this every data scientist should have a Six Sigma certification? Oh, this is a tricky question and I can tell you, you have mastered the art of asking tricky questions and my agenda here is not to sell Six Sigma to data scientists. Six Sigma is not a solution for all data science use cases. It is a thought process that ensures the right problem is being solved, guarantees that there are no flaws in data collection process, facilitates the right questions to be asked before jumping into creating a solution. Or Six Sigma helps put analysis into perspective and it should be taken with a pinch of salt Six Sigma philosophy works only in high volume, low variety process. Understanding the Six Sigma philosophy is key for a data scientist, not the certification of it. Now that you talked about the certification part, so how did you achieve certification in Lean Six Sigma? Any insights on that? So again, there are a lot of institutions or companies offering Six Sigma certifications and there are a lot of different levels in the certification. Your white belt, green belt, black belt, etc. And depending on the level of involvement one has with Six Sigma and process efficiencies, he or she can choose the right level of certification to take up. I'll, I'll talk about my certification journey for the benefit of audience. I did my green belt certification and black belt certification from General Electric and uh, master black belt certification from Indian Statistical Institute, uh, Bangalore. When it comes to the green belt certification, in order to achieve those credentials, first of all, you need to sit in a five-day classroom training uh, to undergo the details of uh, define, measure, analyze, improve, control, and also lean philosophy. And after that, after attending this 40-hour course, you are expected to write an exam and uh, score at least uh, 60% marks, and which is a kind of objective-based and also problem-solving and overall uh, one has to score 60% across all the modules. After that, work on a, any business process improvement project under the supervision of Black Belt and pitch it to the leadership. And then once the Black Belt and the leadership approves the project, officially you will be certified as a 
uh, Lean Six Sigma Green Belt. Likewise, you have some platforms like ASQ, Simply Learn, and many other institutions like uh, Benchmark Six Sigma. Everybody has their own method of uh, uh, certifying people. And in fact, uh, Indian Statistical Institute, uh, which is prominent for the statistics as well as Lean Six Sigma in India, which is spread across multiple cities, they also offer certification. But my take is the stringent the rules of certification in terms of achieving the certification is tough. Then go for it rather than uh, merely if somebody is offering you a certificate by attending three day or five day and uh, online course, I think it doesn't make sense because one ha- one is expected to have some hands-on experience in terms of applying those tools and all. So maybe in future, I'll talk about how I achieved my black belt and uh, mass black belt certification. And Karthik, yeah, this has been fabulous conversation, but uh, now that we spoke some heavy topics about Six Sigma and data science, let us lighten up the mood of our audience. I'm going to quickly instantiate a rapid fire round if you are ready. Sure, yes. <laughs> Wonderful. So let me kick off the first bullet. What was your childhood fantasy? Not a fan of fantasies. I was always a realistic thinker since childhood. Interesting. Fair enough. And uh, moving on, what's your favorite book? Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. In fact, I have also read it very long back. I found it interesting. And one good thing about Dale Carnegie uh, books are they are very thin and easy to read. right? All right. Now, can you describe yourself in just one word or a phrase? Problem solver. Fantastic. Uh, moving on, what's your pet peeve? Tough one. I would pick micromanagement. Yeah, in fact, I think uh, if at all you come across a manager who is micromanaging for the millennials and centennials, they'll say goodbye as, as soon as they can because it's a employee market right now. Yeah, in yeah. fact, uh, we have to get into their shoes. Yeah, I, I, I concur with you. In fact, micromanagement doesn't work everywhere because it typically it's about you trusting your employees, and if you are really confident about them, you don't have to micromanage. Wonderful. Let me fire the last bullet out of the rapid fire. Uh, what is one electronic gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself? Uh, a gadget that can take away laziness from humankind. Very interesting, uh, Karthik. And all the startup enthusiasts, whoever is listening, again, here is one more product idea, guys. All right. Now, before I let you go, Karthik, one final question for today's conversation. What will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to grow big in their careers? Sure, I'll try to keep it as short as possible. Or Let me try answering it in one line. A solution to the problem lies within the closed world of the problem. That is, having that attitude helps solve problems better and make big in life. Thinking outside the box is a myth and there is no box which exists. Awesome. Yeah. Many times we we always uh, tell people to think outside the box, but here is a great perspective. And Karthik, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a fabulous conversation with a lot of insights around data science and how it goes hand in hand with Lean Six Sigma in terms of solving problems as well as providing some meaningful insights for the business leaders to take wonderful decisions. Thanks again. No, I think before we close, I would also like to invite the folks listening to the podcast to check out my latest medium publication intuition matters where i share my thoughts or perspectives around understanding a wide variety of data science and product management concepts with intuition and also the importance of understanding concepts with intuition sure definitely so folks you will find the link to karthik's uh, blog on medium in the show notes and uh, please go and check out and if there is any feedback you can pass them on and also you can connect with uh, karthik as we'll be publishing his LinkedIn profile as well. Thank you so much, Karthik. Thank you.
All right, so folks, before we move into the trivia section, here is a small request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from, so that you will be notified about all the future episodes. Also, if you have loved this conversation just like I did and found it useful, please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice, so that they can learn new stuff like you, and we will gain a new set of subscribers. Thank you so much in advance. Now, let's cruise into the trivia segment of today's episode. and uh, during my conversation with karthik we spoke about this uh, belts six sigma white belt yellow belt green belt black belt master black belt and you know there is uh, some other belt called camo belt but what is this belt level hierarchy all about six sigma's hierarchy is similar to karate hence they use this belt names and every individual who wishes to educate themselves about six sigma has to go through the training and that's why these are analogous to this brown belt yellow belt brown belt that we see in karate similarly as your level increases in the certification you will be awarded anywhere from white belt yellow belt green belt black belt master black belt and champion depending on the role that you take and depending on the amount of depth that you get into the subject all right so that's all about uh, the belt level hierarchy and uh, that's all for today thank you so much for tuning in i am your host navin a fellow it professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the lives of millions across the globe until next time bye bye see you soon